Light beer, dark money. Agree on something. Politics, culture, and the intersection of faith, freedom, and free enterprise. And now, here are your hosts, Light Beer, Chris Clements, and Dark Money, Sean Noble. All right, welcome back to another episode of Light Beer, Dark Money. I'm Sean Noble. And I'm Chris Clements, and good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are. Wherever you may be. Merry Christmas. If you're if listening I, to this before Christmas, if you're Merry listening Christmas to this before Christmas, which, which I'm s- assuming will be maybe before Christmas, well, it, it'll be. I feel like we Christmas. were just here, and and uh, I decided to you know wear my USC. This is following up on our uh, college football it, discussion. You know that was so much fun. I just had a blast. Well, I'm glad you did because it. I you know I don't know that much about. I Dalton. did. I had Alex a great time. was gone that day, so we couldn't ask him about Wisconsin. But you know, whatever. Thanks for being. Thanks for being back, we'll, Alex. We'll see what happens with the concert. Um, so, man, so much to cover, but let's start with the ongoing saga in Washington. The House is now out. They've adjourned. Oh, the they year. have adjourned. They've adjourned for the year. Okay, the Senate is in because we know they they did so much work this last. So week. much work. Um, you, you, you know been, what they did so much work on student loans. Because Sandy Cortez was ranting about how much money she owns in student loans. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know she still owed it. Yeah. Something like $17,000. Well, I mean, I didn't pay off my student loans until I was in my late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. I mean, anyway, that's but, a whole. But, but that's she thinks you shouldn't. Ha- the government should just yeah, let it yeah. all go. Well, then what about the guys like me and women like me who, not me, <laughs> men and women. Who, men and women. Paid off their loans. I know. Um, oh boy, that's a big topic. That, that's a whole another podcast, probably. That might even be an entire like podcast. Somebody should should do a whole podcast about the fiasco of college education, uh, uh, of federal student loans and college education, and how it's it's your taxpayers basically subsidize everything. Kids to go to college, learn liberal ideology, and then. Enter the real, into the and then enter the real world, and it takes another 10 to 15 years before they really start paying taxes to understand how the world works. Yeah. At least, you know. Okay. Well, uh, maybe. We digress. <laughs> so Washington, House is out, Senate is in. Uh, Schumer up until today or yesterday was basically saying, we're going to get BBB, Build Back Better, done before Christmas. Or otherwise known as Build Back Broke. Build Back Broke. Um, That's what we've been hashtagging it on uh, Twitter. Right. And, but he didn't say that yesterday or, today, or this morning. Uh, he's now slated a bunch of nominations to go to the floor of the Senate. So I think it's not going to happen until after the holidays, if it happens at all. And that's in, well, two parts. Manchin and Biden have met a couple of times. Those conversations have not gone well because mm-hmm. Manchin wants the, everything to be scored at 10 years. And Biden's like, no, this will be one year and that'll be two years and that'll be four years. And, and Manchin knows that. Well, educate our, our listeners a little bit about Build Back Broke. Well, I mean, and the process that we're seeing, it's a reconciliation. It's a reconciliation, which means that the the reason you're using reconciliation is reconciliation only requires 50 votes plus one, 51 votes. doesn't require a filibuster proof. And it must be purely related to the budget. The budget. If it's not related to the budget, then the Senate parliamentarian tosses it out. Right. 
And that's been a big controversy. Right. And one of the challenges is that not even all the titles of of this Build Back Better have been reviewed by the parliamentarian. So that's another reason. I heard as of yesterday, there are still committees trying to write their parts of the bill. Exactly. And had no no clue. And they can't really write it until they have a deal. And Manchin's saying there's not a deal because I'm not happy with this the cost because Lindsey Graham and the Republicans in, in the Senate asked CBO to score everything at a 10-year cost. As if nothing would sunset. Right. So the, the biggest criticism, I believe, of Build Back Broke has been some budgetary gimmicks whereby these new federal entitlement programs that they want to implement – then sunset within a year or two years or whatever, which keeps the cost down. Right. But as everybody knows, uh, well, as Ronald Reagan quipped, the closest thing to eternal life is a government program. <laughs> so we know <laughs> these no things are not going away. Maximus. I mean, when's the last time you heard about a government program that was dismantled? I'm, I know there have been some at some point. I'll have to spend some time thinking about it, but it's not readily. We still have the department of education and Republicans and conservatives have been talking about getting rid of that for for years. Yeah. Um, thank you. So, right. Uh, so the mansion position was score this at 10 years. And then it, it obviously, when the CBO came back, congressional budget office came back, it scored at over $3 trillion. And as we all know, he was, comfortable with maybe a trillion, maybe a trillion five. Uh, the score, according to the way the, gov- the Democrats have maneuvered like the sunsets, scores at about $1.7 trillion. Um, and then uh, they, so they realized that that's not going to happen before Christmas. So yeah. they said, oh, well, we can, get this, we can get this voting rights thing done. We can change the rules on the filibuster to get the voting rights bill passed. And that's when our own home state Senator Kirsten Cinema said, eh, no, no, I'm not for changing the rules on the filibuster holding steady on the position she's taken from day one, from the beginning, from the beginning. Doesn't and matter taking all the slings and arrows. Yeah. Well, um, and, and Democrats to their credit, you know, were able to carve out this, you know, a, a filibuster push, I would say, on on extending the debt limit, where where they a deal was reached by by Leader McConnell and 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 Chucky Schumer, where they would not need sixty votes to extend the federal debt limit. And they extended it for over two and a half trillion dollars with a simple trillion. with a simple majority vote. Yeah, they did what the, the way they did the process there was they passed a temporary law that allows them to pass a debt ceiling. With the simple majority. Yeah. And McConnell allowed that to happen. Um, some people are unhappy about that. No Republican I, voted for that. Yeah. I, and and I, I think that. Well, but, but the logic then becomes for the Democrats. Well, if they'll do it for that, then, the, you know, then we can try to push for filibuster reform when it comes to voting rights. Right. Well. And surely we can peel off some of our fine compatriots. You know, from the great state of Arizona to, to do so such a thing. So they thought, but it turns out that they can't because she's she's staked out a Kirsten position. Kirsten Cinema is smart. She can count, and that's what I appreciate yeah. about her. The thing that is is remains fascinating to me is why isn't Mark Kelly just hugging Where is her? Mark Kelly? I don't know. We still don't know. Has anybody seen Mark Kelly? 
Has Maybe anybody waving to us from the International Space Station? Uh, I don't know. Alex, have you seen Mark Kelly? I haven't seen him. I think his his time at the International Space Station actually like did something to his his brain or something. I think he's well. He spent more time at the International Space Station than he has in, in Arizona. In Arizona, in public, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, you just never see the guy. Um, he hasn't really taken a position on much of anything. Nope. No, he hasn't. Yeah. There's a few things he, here. He, there, he but... took a lot of credit for the infrastructure bill, or tried to take a lot of credit for the infrastructure bill yeah. and all the great things that will happen in the state of Arizona for it. But other than that, well, but I don't who think negotiated with... that bill? That was uh, his senior senator. That was Kirsten, Kirsten Cinema. Yeah. Yeah. It's and pretty she, remarkable. She kept her guns on that as well. It's pretty remarkable to. That she's the senior senator. She's been in his office for two years. <laughs> That's that, kind of cool. Well, and, <laughs> and, and, and she will address herself as the senior senator. Will she? Oh, yes, she will. Huh. No, yeah, she, when she, I am the senior senator from Arizona. I've heard her say it. Well, I mean, she is. It's a fact. Yeah, well, and I know, yeah, but it's so. interesting that, that, you know, can't begrudge her that. Um, so with Bill Back Better, you also, she's also held, I mean, got to give her credit. She's also held fast on no tax increases right which kind of blows up the entire funding mechanism the democrats had for build back broke oh but it's it's a zero revenue it's, it's all paid for yeah it's a, it's completely yeah. paid for it there's a, well, no impact on revenue wrong three and a half um, trillion dollars to the deficit if if uh if all those new plans are are not sunsetted right is what so, uh, Lindsey Graham found. So therein lies the problem for the Democrats. So here we'll go into uh, 2022. An election It'll year. An election year, and then it becomes a little bit more dicey because then you've got both Senate members, but also because whatever the Senate does is going to have to go back to the House. Yeah. And now you've got a bunch of Democrats in the House, a bunch of whom are very worried that they're going to lose the majority, and they should be. Which history – Shows that that's yeah, probably in the cards. Most likely, don't want to get ahead of our skis. Don't well, most likely. Right. I mean, and then, and and that it's don't a want to take anything storm, for granted, right? It's a say. perfect storm against the Democrats, though, because you've got both historical trends of the first midterm of a president's election, uh, where they historically lose seats, but it's also the first election after redistricting. Yeah, you know. A, the, di- the every 10 years you do redistricting in states that have more than one member and uh, redistricting doesn't look very good for Democrats across the country. No, there's a, you know, Illinois is and New York are going to help Democrats with a couple seats in each of those, but places like Texas and Georgia, North Carolina, maybe, maybe even, even the great state of Arizona. We don't know. The maps aren't final yet. So no. we'll know they're getting there next week or two. Yeah, they have to be solidified, finalized by the so next week or two. That then, so Build Back Better goes, gets the Senate deal, then has to go back to the House, and who knows? Can Nancy Pelosi break enough arms to get it to pass? Because she's only she, her margin of error is only like four votes. Yeah, I, I, I'm sounding like a broken record on this, but I, I just believe that while Senator Manchin and Senator Cinema have been taking all the slings and arrows of both the press, progressive activists, whomever else. You you had a nice tell last week with Senator John Tester from the great state of Montana, joined with Senator Manchin in 
in uh, voting for a bill that would block uh, employer mandates for for vaccine employer vaccine mandates, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a, a great tell because if he's if he's for blocking mandates on vaccines for employers, he can't be really comfortable with this massive spending increase with inflation really real inflation at double digits now. Right. You know, producer price index uh, for the last month was over nine percent. Uh, inflation for the rest of us was over 6%. But when you add in all the different variables, now they're saying it's over really collectively 10% or a 14% in some sectors. It's a, it's a mess. And increasing government spending by the, to the tune of 1.7 or 2.1 or 2.5 trillion is, is not going to help inflation. It's not going to help the everyday person. No. It's going to make things much, much worse. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so we'll wait and see. We'll probably end up, we probably won't be much to talk about that until we are back in 2022. So we'll update. Well, in a couple of weeks, we're going to do uh, our 2022 predictions. That's right. Uh, we've decided. So that's that, right. So maybe we can, we'll have some predictions we'll around some that predictions by that around time. That. Yeah. There'll be even more to talk about. Including, does Joe Manchin, as he enters 2022, stay in the Democratic Party? Yeah, that, that should be a good prediction for us to make. Yeah. If you have ideas of things that you'd like us to do a prediction on, feel free to contact us so that when we do that episode. And you can do that on our Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook page. You can do it on Instagram. You can, on the website. You can can tweet at us. us. I think we have an email. Yeah, info. Info at lightbeardarkmoney.com. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, topic number two. Boy, I don't know which way to go. But I think I'm going to go with COVID. So okay. we have this is, is the study out of Israel. Yes. I mean, it was a huge study. It yeah. like covers like almost the entire population. Because yeah, Israel. Because um, they have the highest been... vaccination rates across the world. Yep. Um, and it shows that get, having gotten COVID is the best defense against the disease. In fact, they're... Having a number of studies COVID that's surviving, yeah, which, surviving. Which again, COVID has a ninety-nine percent survival right. rate. If you've gotten COVID and, re- and recovered, yes, recovered, uh, you're not going to get it again. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of people who say, "Oh no, I, I have, I've, I got it again," or "I had friends got it again." There was a FOIA request into the CDC that says, "Show us a case in which you have." two instances of COVID in the same person and they could not produce any documentation. Of that. Yeah. That's pretty telling. I, this, uh, so it just goes to their fear mongering. This whole all this. thing is just, especially surrounding the Omicron. Omicron. Well, the variant. Omicron is just, uh, well, or as you like to call it, Megadeth. Megadeth. Um, the problem is it's got no bite because it's not going to, it's very unlikely to kill you. But this morning, it was all about Omicron, all about, you know, more lockdowns. You see what Great Britain is yeah. doing um, with lockdowns. And it, uh, well, California, new, um, you know, uh, face mask mandates for, for inside uh, public places. It's just crazy. And, I mean, we'll have to do a whole episode on face masks and and. and how insanely ridiculous that whole thing is. Well, um, well the, they don't work. the CEOs of the major airlines were up on Capitol Hill yesterday, and um, they were making – Gary Kelly, of, uh, the CEO of Southwest Airlines, made a strong case. In fact, I have the quote right here. I think the case is very strong that masks don't add much 
if anything, in the air cabin environment. It is very safe and very quality compared to any other indoor setting. It's no question. They've got a massive... Because of the HIPAA filters filters that they've installed on all the airplanes. And and yet the the most uncomfortable experience that we all have to endure right now is wearing a mask on an airplane. Well, when you, when you for think no, about it, for no from good the time reason. you get into the airport, then get on the airplane, land, get off the airplane in the airport. I mean, if, if you're going like, you know, we do to DC or yeah. Florida or whatever, that's five or six hours. It's a long time to have a mask on. Yeah. It's insane. And, and then to be berated for no good reason for, to be berated by, you know, the poor staff, or just trying just to, doing their job, just doing their job with yep. you have it just below your nose or you're you're eating and don't put it back on and they're they're on you. About yeah, it. this the, and it just creates all these issues for both the, the, the entirety and the airline. The entirety of COVID has just created a mass psychosis across the country, across the world. Um, that's driven by profit. This really I, I've concluded that this is driven by profit by the pharmaceuticals that they are st- absolutely suppressing early treatment options and protocols because they want everything to be about the vaccine. And if you don't take the vaccine, you know, you're somehow evil and you're killing people. And the fact is, if you've had COVID and recovered, you don't need the vaccine. Yep. Yep. It adds an, an additional layer of protection and that is absolutely your choice. But if you've recovered, you have immunity. Yeah. It's for called natural immunity and not enough is being talked about. Right. In fact, vaccines can hurt people, which we will get into. That is a huge I, that's a That's a whole episode. That'll be an early next year episode. Unfortunately, a bunch more people have been damaged by vaccines yeah. at that point because they're pushing the booster. And at, at some places are going to mandate the booster. Yeah, I, I said this on our last podcast. Every single person I know who's gotten the booster has gotten very, very sick for three or four days. I mean, to the point where they just, they, they can barely get out of bed. So what does that tell you? Well, it tells you that their body's being attacked yeah. by a spike protein. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, probably didn't need it. Uh, all right. Well, I was going to jump in on, uh, on we Epstein. Have, we have really three minutes. Three minutes. There's you no to, way we can you cover. If you wanted to talk about Epstein. I will, okay, I will say this. If you want to know about Ghislaine Maxwell's trial... And the lack, because you can't, you can't read about it in the New York Times. You can't read about it in the Washington Post. All of a sudden, read. everything went quiet, and, even, and, on, even on other alternative websites. And It is crazy to me how much attention his story got when he got arrested in 2019 and then when he committed suicide. And for those listening, I am doing air quotes very vigorously because I don't think for a second that he committed suicide. Call me conspiracy theorist. That's fine. He didn't commit suicide. I mean, there is... Evidence. He has, he has some very, very powerful friends who are being implicated in this in a and way that, that everyone is, is holding their breath. Well, and the problem is that he had cameras everywhere. So anyone who was there and did things that they shouldn't have done was susceptible of being exposed. And this cuts across. Whatever happened to the painting of Bill Clinton in the dress? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Good was question. it auctioned off? Maybe. Was it part of the estate sale? Uh, maybe. I don't know. But the fact is, <laughs> I mean, this isn't, this isn't what a, happened to it? This isn't a partisan issue because this cuts across both parties. I oh, mean, it's, it, it's it started the laundry with, list. with Alex Acosta, who is the U.S. attorney appointed by Bush in Florida, 
who took a sex trafficker and pled down to a couple pretty minor charges. Yeah. He got, I think, 19 months uh, in jail, which he served as work release for 13 of those months, and then he was released. Then Acosta becomes Trump's uh, labor secretary. Epstein gets arrested in New, you know, in New York, and big uproar. Acosta resigns because people realize that there was some sweetheart deal. Then Epstein commits suicide, quote unquote, uh, and you know, here we go. I mean, we just it it there are Democrats in, implicated, Republicans implicated. No, no party declared implicated. Hollywood royal I mean, royal family. Royal family. Uh, well, that with and, pictures with pictures. Yeah, I have no recollection of that picture being taken. I really? don't know who this woman is. Really? Like, well, okay, Prince Andrew. Probably worst, you know, denial when, ever. When, when does Prince Andrew c- commit suicide? Uh, good question. <laughs> I mean. We're just going to go down the rabbit when is, hole. When is the queen just going to say, screw this, I'm out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm joining Philip in heaven. Um, she's got to be so disgusted. Uh, anyway, we're going to dive deep into Epstein okay. and Ghislaine Maxwell. Because it's, what's, it's, it's the, the, the prosecution thing. arrested, they didn't make a very good case. She's, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, I would be... At this point, I'd be surprised if she gets any kind of a severe sentence because the prosecution was so terrible. Because guess who the lead prosecutor was? None other than James Comey's daughter. Yeah. Tell me that's not a oh yeah freaking. It's all interrelated. It's all interconnected. And conflict it's, of interest. It's really frightening. Conflict and, of interest. And scary. I call conflict of interest. And with that, we'll wrap it up for now. Yeah. And just remember, we are a podcast about faith, freedom, free enterprise, the founding principles of this great country. And conspiracies. Well, and it's not, they're not theories if they're actual conspiracies. Exactly. (laughs) Have a great one, guys. God bless. Take care.